Well, it's a good day to be alive. Happy Sunday to you all. Thank you. At least one person's participating. I appreciate that. So over the last year, I've had the opportunity to, as most of you know, many of you know, I've been overseas quite a bit, primarily doing work in Moscow, and just my last trip also took me to the Ukraine. Last time you were here was what, three years ago, four years ago? Four? At least four. Well, the building was being built was the last time you were here. Uh, so we have this relationship with... Uh, um, Alexander and Elena Prashaga in Moscow, and he is the General Superintendent of the Russian Assemblies of God and the Ukrainian Assemblies of God. And uh, how many churches have you planted, first of all? Huh? Yeah. Over 100, yeah, with the Ukraine. And how many churches are you overseeing? Same? Yeah, so well over 100 churches. And... Uh, we got introduced, I would say, our first introduction was, uh, I was at a general conference in Toronto, and his first encounter with me, Elena and Alexander, we went to a Blue Jays game, and uh, since then I've grown up a little bit, but I heckled the entire game. I was sitting where I was, and I was yelling and heckling the entire game, and that was your first remembrance of me, and then we met again in Victoria, and... And then we, you can do it. That's what I was yelling basically every time a batter walked there. You can do it. And uh, it's a great theme. Um, Rob Schneider has influenced me greatly. Uh, but uh, we got connected and then I got the invitation once just to, to go into teaching the Bible school in Moscow. And ever since then, I think we've built this wonderful relationship and a partnership and uh, uh, every time I go to Moscow, uh, I'm able to teach, and there's a great body of students, and you're going to hear a whole bunch of reports. This last time, Paul Winter and I both went, and um, uh, I did the first week, and then Alexander took me down into the Ukraine, and we traveled around and uh, met with different pastors, spoke in different churches, and had meetings like that while Paul stayed and taught in the Bible college, and you're going to tell some of the stories that have, have been since, what, since our visit. And it's just been great. And uh, this week, you're going to be going off to some reserves with uh, Paul. And uh, we're just excited. So there's a partnership with us in Moscow and Living Word in Moscow. And, and uh, I'm just excited as to what God is doing uh, all around the world and the fact that we do have a partnership. Uh, we uh, have been able to corporately raise together uh, roughly $60,000 for Moscow. And that's, yeah, enthusiastic. Listen, this is ministry that's happening over the world, people. And it's not about us. And I think this is the great thing, is that we are able to give and give generously, and we are to see what's going to be the fruit of our labor. So without any ado, I don't think I need to speak anymore. I'd like to invite Alexander to come up here and to share uh, what's going on uh, in, uh, uh, in Moscow, in the Ukraine. And uh, I just thank you for your partnership. Yeah. Love you, brother. It's a blessing to, a blessing to be with you, and I'm here with my wife, and uh, her name is Elena. We have 
Our children, two of our children are already grown. And so two years ago, we, we adopt five more children. So our family grew this last, last years. And so I want to give you greetings from our family and from our church from Moscow and, uh, and the churches. Uh, it's a blessing to be a friend with, with Jerry and you and with Sharon. We spent uh, great time in Moscow, in Ukraine. We were traveling with, with Jerry by car from Moscow to, uh, to Ukraine, thousands of kilometers. And I'm going to tell you that uh, it's dangerous to travel with Jerry. <laughs> because always he takes some pictures and put it in the internet. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> I was tired because I, I had this fall, I had uh, 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 kind of uh, operation and I was really sick. And after operation, I had no strength to... To, to drive always, so I asked Jerry if he could drive. So he, he drove through Ukraine, and it's, it's a kind of challenge. <laughs> Our roads is maybe 10 times worse than yours. <laughs> and so I was sleeping, and uh, <laughs> then I found that he put, me <laughs> put my pictures there. Yeah, to Facebook. A video, so be careful today. If you will sleep during service, then you'll be a Facebook star. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell, uh, speak to you about mission in our life. And maybe, maybe you're a young man, not that old like I am, and Jerry. And... Um, Think about your mission of life. What is your mission? Why you were born, you were redeemed by Christ. What is your mission of your life? And if you would open uh, John chapter 20, verse 19, 22, it says, So when it was evening, on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were, for fear of Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed, showed them both his hands and his side, the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. What is your mission of your life? Is it to make a living? to live comfortably, to take care of your family, to be a good parent, grandparent. I know what is this because just a few months ago, our grandson, grandson was born. And you know, when child born in a family, your life will never be the same. 
And we are blessed as a parents, and we are also blessed as a grandparents. To be a good parent, grandparent, or something else for your life. Sadly, but brand of Christianity, which is so evident today, it is pathetic fake of a great values of what Jesus died. God designed you and me. He created us. He saved us for mission of eternal consequence. We tend to focus on today, but God wants us to focus on tomorrow. Look to your tomorrow. What is what you see there? We are concerned about the things of earth, but God concerned about heavenly things. We were born in in a Christian church. It was Pentecostal church. Our parents was Christians, and I met my wife. She was about three, four years old, and I was. 20 years old. <laughs> no, I'm kidding you. <laughs> I'm uh, five, six, six years older than her. So, a time passed, and uh, when I became young man, and I came back from army, and I thought I have to find that girl, and I found her, and. She was 16 and I was 20 something, and I said, "Marry me," and she said, "Guess what? No," <laughs> because she had a dream to go to Bible school, and the Lord told her that she will be she will be in His work, in His will. I was not thinking about that that time, but when When uh, she went to to England to study, I became part of uh, a team of uh, evangelists. We would travel through all Ukraine and then to Russia, to Moscow. We we start those first open open evangelistic meetings, and then we came to Moscow. And so one week after our marriage happened, our, after our wedding. Uh, Our leader said, "We need pastor. Good. We need pastor in Moscow. So if you could go there for six months until we, we will find a good one." So, so we went there, and we're still looking for a good one. <laughs> It was 25 years ago, and uh, there was many many hardship happening in our in our mission of life in our work in Moscow. Uh, there was uh, big persecution take place from 2000, but we're still there and our children grew up and I, I, when I look to, to Jerry fa Jerry's family and his sons singing here and involved in work, this is the same of our family, what we do in our church. <laughs> the life of authentic Christians is a life of mission. This mission is not man-made, but it's given by God and it's evaluated by God. Scripture full of uh, examples of God's people on mission. We find them both in Old Testament and in, in New Testament. 
One of the first people in mission is Abraham. God called men by the name Abraham to change location, to have faith, and to be a father of a nation. And God never gave him uh, instruction to build a city. In fact, he was looking for some city and he never found the city which made by God. He was a stranger. For all the bumps in, in the road, Abraham had faith and completed his mission. The mission of Joseph was a little bit different. Joseph's mission is not short-term mission, mission trip. Uh, we, all, we all love this, to go for short-term mission. He inclu it includes a pit and a prison before it became a palace. Everyone wants to go to palace right away. But to go to palace, he would go to the pit and the prison. All along the, the way, Joseph was being prepared to save people from famine. There are many more people of mission. It would be Moses, David, Solomon, Jeremiah, and more, all with the mission. The example of mission we find also in New Testament. If you open Luke chapter 10, you will find that Jesus appointed 35 teams and sent them for short mission. This was just training, and some of them went there and it became their lifestyle. Some of them left forever. It's not to be on mission once, one day in the week, Sunday mission. It was all their life. After Pentecost, we see Peter and John walking into the temple, and maybe before they would go there very often, but never like this day. This day, they already have mission in their heart and in their mind. And they met this crippled guy. And that guy probably, he was sitting there many days and many years, and he never met people with a mission. But today, people with a mission met this needy guy, and he was healed. That, that miracle take, takes place. And they didn't stop there. They impact of, that impact of mission will lead them from one chance to another. Mission become their lifestyle. I spoke with, with my son, Roman, and after the, uh, that course of uh, evangelism which uh, Paul Winter did in our church, he put something in, uh, in young people's hearts. He said, I was, I was driving in a taxi and the driver was a Muslim guy. And so Roman thought in, in himself, I don't want to talk to him about Christ. Anyway, he will not understand me. 
And also, I'm very tired. So he was, he closed his eyes, and he was sitting, and then one thought gave him no rest. Maybe you are the only Christian met this Muslim, Muslim, and you will not give him any chance to be saved. So he opened his eyes and he asked the guy, how can I pray for you to God? The guy was shocked to, to hear this, this question. And then Roman asked, what is your needs? I can pray to God. And he said, well, not enough money, the family fell apart. Roman put hand on his shoulder and started to pray for him, fervently. Pray to God, to Christ. When he finished to pray, he opened his eyes, he looked to the driver, and the guy was, was almost trembling. He said, I feel, I feel something holy here. He said, look at my, my, my skin. I feel something which touched my heart. Then in Roman invited him to the church. This is a mission's life. You cannot ignore this. Did you ever uh, give a testimony or preach in a dentist chair? <laughs> it happened with the, with the father of Yelena. Yelena's father, he's a, he's a pastor also. He lives in Odessa, near Black Sea. So this story was told uh, to me by his dentist, because that dentist is also my dentist. I love him <laughs> dearly, and I'm, I'm coming always. When I'm coming to Odessa, I'm, I, I visit him. So he told me a story about Elena's father, my father-in-law. Elena's father was, uh, that day he was in a chair, like sitting in, in a big room, there was about uh, six dentists uh, with their patients, because in Russia we have big size of uh, a big need in, uh, in, uh, in this. So the doctor hung on him uh, his equipment and started working with a drill. All of you like it, yeah. <laughs> when the drill starts, your thoughts going up, you know. <laughs> so, at the same time, with their patients, there was also five more uh, doctors working, and suddenly, blood curdling, curdling uh, scream led all terrified, screaming a big man, demon possessed. He struggled in convulsions. All stop in fear, not knowing what to do, hair on end. And Peter, name of our father, asked the doctor to release him for a moment. He said, doctor, here is your job, and it's my job. He went to the possessed man and forbade the Satan in the name of Jesus. The demon left the man. Peter returned to his chair and said, 
please, doctor, let's continue your part. For a long time, there was a silence. After that, he could witness about Christ. Every one of us who truly have been redeemed, been saved, forgiven, must follow Jesus. For most of Jesus' life, he was on the go. He went to all the towns, villages, and synagogues. It would seem to me that if we are to follow Jesus, we would go from city to city, from village to village. And we would do what he did. We would witness. We would, we would pray for, for, for sick. We would, we would do the, the same what Jesus do, did. We have to tell what Jesus told. What Jesus told to the people. Matthew 10:7. As you go, announce this. The kingdom of heaven is near. I'm sending you out like a ship among wolves like a sheep among wolves. Do you feel sometimes like a sheep among wolves? I feel this many times. One time after our, our property was taken from us, then another property was taken from us, then our church was, was burned, and many things happened against us. We could not rent any place. We decide among us. If mayor of the city don't want us to have our services, we will do services right in front of his office. So we did. And because of that, I end up in jail. Being there, it's not, not, uh, not so easy, you know. You're alone, and the chains, and the big doors, and the cold night, hot day. Uh, so I thought, what to do there? I was one week there, and uh, I didn't eat anything. I, I, I was in hunger strike, and so I decided I will sing. And so I was singing there, and you can see through the door, there is a small window. You can see three pair of eyes looking to me, like the men laying there and singing Christian songs, worshiping God. What would you do? Nighttime, I was thinking, Alexander, you're in trouble. You never uh, go against law, but now you're here. Why? And you always, when you're in that position, when you're like a ship among walls, you have to look back and you will see also Jesus. Jesus always, he was surrounded by walls, but he never never afraid. Jesus tells us that it's our responsibility to sow good seeds. Whether we want or not, we sow some kind of seeds. Some kind of seeds. We say some words, we behave different way, and we, of course, we will reap what we, what we sow. But God asks us to sow good seeds. Isaiah 62, 6 it says, you who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourself. Take no rest for yourself. There is a story about uh, bull and mule. I don't, I don't know if you know this story. Bull and a, and a mule to work together on the field. But one day the bull decided he'd had enough. 
and he refused to go to work. When night fell, the bull asked the mule, whether the owner told something about my unwillingness to work. No, said mule, he didn't say anything about that and about you. But on his way back home, he had a long conversation with the butcher. Luke chapter 24 and Acts 1, it says, You shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, in Samaria, and the othermost parts of the world. I'll give you the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus expects us to live on a mission. And that mission is the salvation of mankind. This mark of authenticity is missing in Christianity and in the church. So few of people, so few, have sense of mission in their lives. People are going to hell without Jesus. People we know, people we say we love, and people who are counting on us. Scripture asks this question, how will they know and how can they believe if they don't hear, don't understand, and don't have a chance. As the Father sent me, I send you. Second Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourself. Check yourself from inside. There is a story about, about pastor, missionary, and the old lady. Um, pastor of a large church and a missionary and old lady at the same time completed their life's journey. They met in heaven right in front of entrance and a, and a big crowd of people met them. There was archangels, angels, apostles. Someone asked pastor, do you know Jesus Christ? Absolutely, he replied. I preach about him every Sunday. And I wrote a few books about him, about his character. Of course, I know Jesus. Missionary was asked, Do you know Jesus? Oh, yeah, he said. I risked, risked a lot for him. And I preach about him in many countries of the world. Few times I even was under big persecution. Of course I know Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Someone asked an old lady, old lady. And she modestly lowered her eyes in tears and said, Of course I know you, Jesus. Do you know Jesus? What is the center of your life? What is the hub of your life? We all build our lives around something. And there are many things to choose from. Money, possessions, hobbies, careers, and family. God tells us that we should build our life on Him. There is a question which burns 
in heart of Hudson Taylor. The men, middle-aged men asked ask Taylor this question. Why did you not come sooner? He asked him how long people in England knew about Christ. And Taylor said, hundreds and hundreds of years. And that guy asked, why did you not come sooner? I read one article that says about the church, that church members is different. Uh, in the church there is different uh, kind of members, kind of people. And first category of people in the church is lost people. People without, without calling, without mission, without goal in their life, lost. They lost. And they lost probably because of some sin in their life. Second part of people, second category of people is unoccupied people. They are not busy in the church. They don't take care of others. And they need to have some, some care about others. And third part of the church, not loving others. This is the people which can come to the church, but they don't want to touch people. They don't want to hug people. They don't want to speak to them. They come and go. They, don't, they are not loving people. But fourth category, and I believe that you are here, and you all from this category, it's a faithful people. God bless you. God bless you for your faithfulness, for your, for your work which you do for God, for your love which you surround others, for your care because you, you are people of faith. You are faithful people. I'm very, very blessed to be here with you. And I, and I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that Lord would use us in this moment of life to be a people of mission. God bless you. No, stay here. You need to tell people what happened on the streets when Paul was there with the students and what was going on. They need to know. Can you share a little bit yes. about that? Yes. Paul Winter uh, spoke in our Bible school, and um, it really changed uh, understanding of evangelism in their hearts. Uh, first evening, they went uh, to the streets. They witnessed uh, dozens of dozens of people, and in that first evening, there was, as I know, uh, eight people received Christ. Next day they went, they, they practiced more, and it was more than 20 people. They received Christ, and, and dozens of people would, would uh, respond. And there, there was one guy, uh, I remember they told me this story. One guy, when some of our young people came to him and he said, can I, can I pray for you? He started to shout at them. And then he stopped. Because our brother said, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. So he stopped and he said to our guy, come with me. So he took him to his apartment 
And he opened his fridge and he found there a big trotter fish. Trout. And, trotter. Mm-hmm. and he said, take it. So he brought... So he gives him a fish. He gives him a fish. <laughs> and it happened uh, next week, they met him again. And they, they're really praying for him. And uh, many people start to come to the, churches, to the church through this uh, life-changing experience. That's fantastic. Uh, you also have how many rehab centers in both Ukraine and, and Russia? We have uh, about 10 centers uh, in Moscow region. We have in uh, Siberia, in uh, far north even. Yeah, yeah. so there's, there's Siberia and then there's far north. Yes. Right, yeah. so there's two yeah. different areas. It's much colder than... Oh yeah. my goodness. And uh, how... Like, so we know from, from Western culture, we, we're told that it's illegal to share your faith in Moscow now, or in Russia. Can you comment on that? Like, yeah. how, how do Christians go about living their faith? You see, uh, every day our country changed, not to, to a good, uh, uh, but to a bad side. And uh, last year there was a law passed through in our parliament that uh, if a Christian witness and not proper way, as government said, they would have big penalty and even bigger penalty, like about uh, about thousand dollars penalty would be against church too. So to go to the church, you should be prepared because also, our police and uh, people around, they're not friendly. We had uh, our young people come into evangelism uh, from our Bible school, were badly beaten there, and we had to take young men who, who was beaten on the street to a hospi- hospital in Ukraine because he's from Ukraine. So it's not easy. It's not easy to witness about Christ in Russia. So when uh, Pastor Paul went, he had to have a special document, and so did all the yeah. students, right? Yeah, we, we give special documents to everybody who is going to the streets to preach. Yeah. yeah. So what we have done is uh, we have raised funds. The chairs that you're sitting on, you went down to the States, and you actually saw... Um, company that manufactures these chairs and you asked if you could steal their ideas and how they built it and you went back and you got all the machinery together and uh, you man you manufactured 20 prototypes right 20 chairs and then you couldn't do any more because you ran out of money and so they have all the machinery and what we did is we set out to raise money and we were able to raise $26,000 for you to be able to get chairs, to build chairs. And what you also want to do, I understand, is to, once you can get these chairs up and running, you want to turn around and sell them. So uh, again, this is something that's different in, in how the other, the other side of the world works. They need to generate income because it's very hard to make ends meet in Moscow, correct? Inflation is through the roof, right? It's totally high. Um, and uh, raw materials. There's so many embargoes that are going on against Russia because of the war with Ukraine um, that uh, it's very difficult to, to make ends meet. Um, what is the monthly salary of somebody in Moscow region, average? Because there's such a discrepancy. There's yeah. the very poor and very rich. 
medium salary it's about three five hundred dollars US yes yeah a month yeah so that's what they're working on so we're able to, to help them get the, 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 the chairs up and running and you're gonna try to turn around and use that to sell uh, to businesses and other places to to get more income into the life of the community also um, you uh, we've raised money for you to transform a part of the church into uh, a youth center you're gonna have yes, a youth center yes. going on in there um, you're gonna be going to a farm a couple of farms tomorrow you're gonna be getting some ideas and Will Bergman is gonna be hosting them and uh, the plan is is that we're gonna invest in one of your rehab centers mm -hmm. Uh, which is called Ivanovo, and it's just a little uh, out of town. And uh, we want to get started in organic, organic uh, marketing, vegetables and things like that, to sell to the community, because that's, there's a need for that, right? Yes. Um, uh, just clean food, if I can use it that way. And uh, you also have another church that you're transforming because you want to use to reach the community in a sports way, right? Yes. So how many? Yes. How big is that? city in Vladimir? It's in Vladimir, it's uh, more than 400,000 people yeah. live. It's a regional city, yeah. capital of region. And uh, why do you want to do a sporting center, something like this, multi-purpose? We want to gather uh, young people there, more young people. Uh, we have different ways to, to reach people and one of the ways, one of the ways is uh, soccer. We have soccer players in our church, and we have soccer players there. So young people is really, really interested in, in this fellowship. So they, they do game, and after that they, they, they take coffee, tea, and speak about Christ. So through sports we can win some young people. And that's the plan for Vladimir yes, City. And is there a lot to do in Vladimir City? Yeah, we, we do also We Plus Clubs. Uh, okay, so a, the We Plus Club is a youth club? Youth club yeah. gatherings uh, about different, like we have sport We Plus Clubs and also for students. And uh, so this, this is the work which young people do. That's fantastic. Tourism. That's uh, fantastic. It's more social work with uh, yeah. young people. Oh, well, it's a pleasure having you here. Yeah. It's a pleasure partnering with you in ministry and we seeing you. what you're doing. Yeah, we love you guys too. <laughs> All right. We love you. <laughs> Josh and team, come on up. Thank you, Alexander. I've been running all morning. I picked up Alexander and Helena late last night. And uh, what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking? I only want to sing, okay. Okay, let's do it. I wasn't here. I had to be running around to get their luggage because their luggage never came last night. So uh, I've, I've been running around and I was trying to watch and drive at the same time on my phone. But my, I shouldn't be saying this publicly. But <laughs> I, I can't, it's no different than listening to the radio, but the live stream wasn't working and I was panicking. And uh, I want to be able to uh, not only bless the Prashagas uh, financially, and I think you would thank all those who are involved with their generosity, but also I think spiritually. Are we desperate for God? Are we desperate to see God to show up? Are we desperate to see something happen in our midst? Are we desperate to see something happen beyond the walls? 
And we don't just do church for church's sake. And I, I look at Alexander and, and, and Elena, and I know their story much more intimately, and the details and the stuff they put up with, uh, the beatings, the prison, the, the government stealing their property, like the craziness that they have to go through, and you're still there. You're Ukrainian for crying out loud. 25 years, still there, still doing what God wants them to do and I think I admitted last week when I preached that there are times you want to quit and I'm sure those thoughts have run through your minds too but for some crazy reason there's this thing called the call and when you want to run away and you can't because you've been called and then of course you guys go on and you take five kids like oh my goodness what's what's the matter with these guys your life's not hard enough. And your parents all over again. And I look at our own self and I look how we, we navel gaze. I look, you know, I, I, here's my Facebook commentary, my face twit snapbook commentary. Wikipedia, is that what they call it? Wikipedia, yeah, that's what his prof calls Wikipedia. Like, I look at what's going on, and we're so caught up in our own political statements of what's happening in the States and what's happening in, in here. And you know what? We're missing the boat about what people really need. And that's an encounter with Jesus. That's, that's asking the question of, uh, of a cab driver, what can I pray for you today? That's what Pastor Jordan is, uh, Machalski has taken uh, a whole bunch of people through. Have you taken your Jamaica team through that course too? So you guys going to Jamaica know what it's all about. And my, my, my encouragement to our Jamaican team is just don't do it in Jamaica. I know you guys have been doing it all around and continue on and be the ones who spur the rest of us on to reach what's going on. Are we desperate to see God show up? Are we desperate people? Do we want to see God show up? And what does that mean and what does that look like from our perspective? I think Alexander laid it out clear. We all, as believers, if we're identifying with who Jesus Christ is, we have a mission. And the mission is to reach the world. Our jobs, our vocations, our, everything else is second. Our mission is to reach the world. Are we doing what we are called to do? And so we come and we gather together. And we lift up the name of the Lord. And we sing praises and we worship and we get challenged and we encourage one another. Now we need to take church to the streets. And that's my, that's my challenge, and that's my encouragement to you today, is take it to your workplace, take it back to your home, take it wherever you are. And those who are watching on live stream, you get, it's interesting, I'm getting a bunch of live stream feedback today. Take it out, and let's make a difference in this city, in this province, in this nation, in this, uh, in this globe that we have impact in. And let's do it together. 
Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is that okay? And I'm going to ask our Jamaican team to be put on the spot. I want the Jamaican team to come forward here. And so you guys are going to go out and... This is not all of them. It's a long weekend, so we got some of them. Yeah, a quarter of them. A quarter of them, yeah. yeah. So it's a long long weekend, and that's all cool. But you guys are going to go out and be doing ministry. I'm thrilled with what he's putting you through and all the stuff that he's making you guys do. Yeah, I guess Sean is upstairs. Where's Lauren? Okay, anybody else? Any other leaders? Sasha? Oh, they're coming. Yeah, thank you. Let's be part of the team. So you guys are going to go out and do ministry. Global perspective. I'm going to ask you to do ministry here. So I want you guys to... I'm going to ask Alexander and Elena to step up. And I'm going to ask you guys to lay hands on them. And we do this every week. That's nothing new. It's great. <laughs> and begin to pray for them. And Jordan, if you can pray as well. Gather around these two. Come on. You don't have to worry. You can actually come around this way. We don't. There we go. That's easier. And begin to pray for them. Father, we thank you for Alex and Elena, and we thank you for their family, and we thank you for their church. We thank you for everybody who's been touched by their reach and their dedication to Russia in the last 25 years. Father, we thank you for the heart, the call, the passion that you've placed in them both. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love for them. Father, we are just overflowing with thanks. God, we understand that without you we can do nothing, and that without you we are nothing. And Lord Jesus, without you, their ministry is nothing. So we thank you that you are in it with us every single step of the way. And our prayer for them is that as they continue here in Canada and as they go back home, Lord, that your uh, Holy Spirit would lead them and would guide them in everything that they set their hand to. God, that you would be the one who looks after them. God, that you would be the one who provides for them. God, for their church community, for everybody on staff, for every volunteer, for everybody who dons the doorway, Lord. God, we know the difference that your Holy Spirit is making through them and continue to use them. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blessing that they are for us here, spurring us on in the faith, sharpening us together, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for your many blessings. And we thank you for your blessings that endure through our hardships. So be with them as they go, and be with us as we go as well. In your name, amen. Thank you. In ancient time, the one who blessed extended his hands for a blessing. Those receiving a blessing did likewise. You ready for your blessing, people? Ready? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if we're awake. May God send you out of this place of worship and this time of celebration. May he send you out to live lives of hope, to be nurturers of the vision of wholeness and serve as healers to the wounded world around you. May he send you out on your mission and may he grant you wisdom and may he grant you courage 
And may he grant you his peace as you learn to dance with him.